Hello, hello, hello. We are TNC the Premix, and we are back for episode 11. Epi 11. A favorite number of ours, if I recall. That's a big 10 4. Um, we'll just Ooh. say episode 11 is brought to you by 605 Real Estate, serving the Sioux Falls and greater area. Um, you can look them up at www.realestate605.com. Um, we can highlight one of the broker associates. Uh, we'll highlight Alyssa Kissel. Um, Alyssa Kissel, uh, I'm just reading off of her, uh, her, her bio, her short little synopsis here, but, uh, Alyssa Kissel is at her best while helping others. And as your realtor, she's here to diminish any troubles or confusion in the real estate transaction. She uses the latest technology, devices, and intends on keeping up with the ever-changing market. Uh, she is currently serving in the South Dakota Air National Guard and is a certified American warrior real estate professional. I'm not really sure what that means, but it sounds impressive. I, all I know is I've, I'm pissed I've ever used a realtor that wasn't a warrior. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for your service, Alyssa. And uh, again, uh, Alyssa and the rest of the team um, is available for any of your buying or selling. Uh, I believe they even help out uh, if you're looking at making up a decision between renting and owning or mm -hmm. anything of that nature. Um, but again, you can look them up at www.realestate605.com. And guess let's just get into it. Let's let's fucking pick it off. feedback from one of the sponsors today they were they were very pleased with our reading good 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 <laughs> took me we a couldn't second. do it without them <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we're allowed to live because of folks like them <laughs> just the other day they were gonna come repo my car and you know what they couldn't because i had that sweet sweet sponsorship money i paid them off directly in podcast bucks and that's because of the sponsors so, um, how was your, uh, your work emergency? How'd that pan out? Everything good? Anything you can talk about or is it, is it, uh, confidential? Uh, it, wasn't anything, it wasn't anything major. It was, uh, one of the old, one of the, one of the truck drivers got trapped in a, in a faraway town. I'll stay away from specifics. And it was later in the evening. 
and I had to go rescue him. I give it zero out of ten. <laughs> uh, other than that, not too bad though. Especially Good. because I, I've been doing this thing as I get older, where if I drive at like for more than like an hour, my back starts killing me, and then I get and then I get tired, and I have to like amp myself up by listening to real loud music. And when there's old old people in the car, they don't like loud music, especially <laughs> the type of loud music I listen to. So we got a real real drowsy boy on the way back, real drowsy. You have to drive in the dark. Oh yes. See, I don't. I'm not a big fan of. I I do occasionally have to drive at night, but I try to limit it as much as possible because I do have like astigmatism or whatever. So makes like night blindness or whatever. It's like the headlights hit my eyes and it makes it seem like it's way brighter than it actually is, and I can't see shit. Mm. Yeah, I do not suffer from that, but it sounds terrible, just because. (laughs) It is like if you're driving and someone just hits you with your brights, nothing will get you madder in that split second. Being like, turn your fucking lights, and then you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> See, that's like me. Like I never really know if they are on bright or not. And then this day and age, everybody's got like, like really fucking bright LED lights. Just lights anyway. So like you, you go to flash them, then they actually turn the high beams on and it just like, blows oh. you. Away. Yeah, it goes from light. It goes from just right to dawn. Yeah. Uh, my car has auto brights on it and it is i'm gonna say top 10 invention of all time you just flip a button and if it senses light like senses headlights it automatically dims luxury see i think my i think my pickup has that now but i didn't realize that our suburban has that and lily was <laughs> telling me about it because we were driving it and she's like oh yeah the or i asked her if her brights were on and she's like, oh, they're automatic. I'm like, no, they're not. And then... <laughs> Don't you I, lie to me. <laughs> she's like, yeah, they are. I was like, oh, holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, this was... I probably didn't figure this out until after like a month of driving my car. Because I was just like, what the fuck does this mean? And I looked it up and it's like, your car is equipped with auto brights. It's like, how fucking dare you? Also, thank God they designed that. Yeah, it's pretty slick because... Uh, I uh, I don't use my brights very often because I try to limit my my night driving. But most of the time, at least on my uh, the last pickup I had, I never really needed them unless I was like driving out in the country and I wanted to <laughs> see the ditches just to make sure I, there weren't any critters going to run out on the road in front of me. So a couple ditch cougars. Uh, I I like to in my line of work, aka being a degenerate. Frequently, other people have to drive my car because I became inebriated. And I'm responsible, and I like fucking with them by turning the auto brights on. And they're like, "The fuck!" And I'm like, "Ha ha, gotcha, bitch." And then they drive me home, and I fall down. But uh, I I uh, got a little after it on the Thursday draft party. Spectacular! Shout on our boy T Free. Yeah, really. Cel- Free was a really, hit. Yeah, really celebrated that uh, um, that CD Lamb pick. And woke up feeling not super fresh on Friday and had to had to drive to North Dakota to pick some stuff up. And it was later in the day and ooh boy, was I not feeling happy. I just threw on that draft spectacular and I laughed. I laughed the whole time. Shout out our boy. 
speaking of that, um, I know we cut off before, um, I think we were on like the 20 something pick or something like that. Something like that. So the Packers trading up from 30 to 26 to draft Jordan love out of Utah. Um, I got some thoughts on that, but I would like to hear your thoughts on that first. Red flag city. Uh, (laughs) That was, oh boy. I saw, I saw some stat that like they haven't drafted like a position player in like 15 years. Like poor Aaron Rodgers is just getting absolutely treated like dirt. They do not like him at all. The fact that they took a quarterback and were just like, a quarterback that really doesn't like doesn't have that high of a ceiling. Like it wasn't like he was like a can't miss prospect that really slid. It was more just like, well, he was he's tall and he can throw. And they go and do that to him. Like, don't worry, Aaron, you'll be gone soon. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had some losses dealt to um as a representative of the Dallas Cowboys, um, we've had some losses dealt to us at the hands of that man. But, I mean, respect out to him. I mean, he is one of the greats, um, especially I, I of our lifetime. Yeah, I can, I personally consider him the best quarterback of all time. And I saw, I mean, I think it's uh, obviously very well timed that that stat of the amount of touchdowns that he has thrown to a first-round draft pick was one. <laughs> to uh was it Mercedes Lewis? Is that who yeah, it was something too? like that. Yeah, one touchdown pass. And you look at like Peyton, Breeze, yeah. uh, <laughs> Brady, like, like they all had hundreds. Yeah. And I mean, especially going from uh like the NFC championship last year, you would think like, hey, we're built to win now. <laughs> Yeah, we let's, can do this. Yeah, let's let's sure up our wide receivers, you know, maybe get a receiving tight end, you know, something to the anything. They they did pick up a tight end out of Cincinnati um in the third round, but I mean there were still wide receivers on the board that were yeah. worth drafting and then That's... to trade up from 30 when potentially you know who who's to say what what could have happened i mean maybe they had some intel thinking that somebody else was going to take jordan love and they really thought that they wanted him but, but that's that like what like if you're drafting in that high 30s like you're already a good team if you're a good team you probably already have a quarterback set like nah, maybe he's probably going to be there at 30 that's i mean yeah to give up a fourth rounder to move four spots up to draft a quarterback that I don't necessarily think somebody else was going to take, but who knows? I honestly just think they hate Aaron Rodgers. I I think they have to. They're just like, you're not Brett Favre. Well, the the funny thing was that, you know, they were obviously all comparing that to the the draft of Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was still, you know, still winning and stuff. And they kept saying that over and over and over again. I mean, from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, he's got to be a little pissed off. And I always took Aaron Rodgers as a little bit of like a little bit of a head case. Like you think? I, <laughs> I, I say I don't want to get too bold, but uh, yeah, for some reason I just picture him like he definitely took that as a slight. Like he was like, "You fucking kidding me?" Yeah, the the most level headed, non vindictive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron's taken that quite well. He you yeah. know 
he's probably going to teach him, mentor him. It's going to be a great relationship. Yeah. Not just scream at him in the locker room or never talk to him. Treat well, him like a family member. It's funny because um, Matt LaFleur and Rogers were kind of on, you know, you saw them like yelling at each other on the sidelines and yeah. different things. And then there was like all this quarterback coach drama going on. And yeah, I mean, this ain't going to help that at all. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have to like come out after a game and be like, I know you guys saw us screaming at each other. That's just how we talk. It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just like, we were building a relationship. It's like, no, you guys were definitely telling each other to go have sex with each other's faces. Yeah. I, uh, I used that gif of him throwing the Microsoft surface, like <laughs> yeah. no less than 10 times <laughs> after that, after that pick. And with the 27th, they pick Justin Love. Just God damn it. Yeah. I, I do not see that as a, uh, as a good thing. But you know who a lot of teams have win in the draft? The boys. The Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, God, that is sweet, sweet love to my ears. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people did not anticipate CeeDee Lamb being there. And uh, for the first time in a long time, I feel like the Cowboys made a good pick. Now, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that pans chose- out for us. Yeah, I mean, you've already heard how I celebrated the CeeDee Lamb pick. I've already penciled in a Super Bowl champion championship. Uh, definitely will not get let down in that hunt. But uh, I also saw that like CeeDee Lamb wants to be like number 10 and Jerry Jones wants him to be 88. And the headline didn't say that. The headline literally started with trouble with the Cowboys new receiver already. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> not again. But then I read that. I was like, no, nah, you click baited me, you bastards. Yeah, I I think we just need to fucking put a number on your back, buddy, and get you out there. Let's... <laughs> yeah, I was just like, fuck, you want to be number 72? I don't care. Catch 11 touchdowns next year. I mean, I just want there to be football this year. That's all I want. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously I want people to not die in this pandemic <laughs> to get resolved, but also in conjunction uh, with that, would like to have football back. Football, yeah, I was going to say, that, that draft was a real – that was a real tease. It was like giving like a heroin addict, like an Oxycontin. Like that's not exactly what you wanted, but it'll get you there. And literally by the time, like, cause the whole weekend was just spent watching the draft. Like that's basically all I fucking did. It was like and, the only sports that we've had in a long time. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I've written down where it's just like, I am demanding sports be back now. I'd, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm, um, I need it. I'm wondering with, uh, um, like, so Jameis got picked up by the Saints. Oh yeah, which I kind of like. Um, and they signed Taysom Hill to like a two-year thing, but it's essentially it's like a one-year with one incentives year. for like sixteen million. Yep, that's exactly what I saw. Which I, uh, he just one of those players where I. They say he's so good, but he doesn't like he really Achilles showed it in like that one kind of game. And that's kind of like they were asking, like they wanted to trade him, but they were asking so much. And I feel like that's like, oh, I got a really fast car, but it's at home and you can't see it. And my dad works for Microsoft. Like it's just one of those things where it's just like, eh, if you guys got to do that so much, is he really that good? So. 
I think from like, I guess in my opinion, like Taysom Hill, not, not at this point, probably going to fit in to be an all-star quarterback, pocket passer, accurate, but he's like a utility knife. Like I kind of, he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, how uh, Belichick used to use Julian Edelman for like, like he would throw him in on defense or he'd throw him in on special teams, um, you yeah. know, bring him in to do trick plays. And then eventually, you know, started doing slot stuff and receiver stuff. And now oh. he's like their number one, essentially. Yeah. Which, well, good for him. I, I, like, I totally see that, but also at a certain point, it's like, are they going to really going to pay a slot receiver 16 million for a year? Like they have to have something planned. And I don't really think they do. And I, I think, think there's, I think there's a lot of fucking athletes they could have paid. I think Sean Payton is just in love with them. And <laughs> I, I was listening. I can't remember what I was listening to, but um, they were talking about it and how he like Taysom Hill, when you bring him in for like a package, he kind of, he kind of, th- throws the defense up a little bit where like, you know, like sometimes, like sometimes you might do like wildcat and you're like, well, we know it's, they're probably not going to pass. It's probably just going to be. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, that's, that's just what I was going to say. It's like every wildcat is like, Oh, are they going to pass? Nope. It was a run. Like, but like time. if he comes out there in a huddle, like the, the, like the pre-snap stuff, it's kind of hard for the defense to figure out where he's going to line up. Like they mm-hmm. line him up as running back. Are they going to line him up as tight end? Are they going to put him back and, you know, run like some sort of wildcat where he could be the quarterback, you know, do some mm-hmm. sort of Philly special type shit. So, I mean, he's, he's like a Swiss army knife, but he's not as sharp uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on, on certain things. So I think yeah. he's kind of That's a novelty part. type of thing. He's exciting as hell. I mean, he's a hell of an athlete. What, was, yeah. that was, what was that game last year? It might have, I thought it was in the playoffs for some reason where he had like three touchdowns and like, he looked really good doing that. Yeah. I just don't know if he was – it's like, okay, he looked good doing that. What else can he do, though? Yeah, and I think, you know, unless you're someone like Sean Payton that has the time to fit in all those gadgety, weird plays, <laughs> yeah. he's probably not going to have a spot somewhere. Eh. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, he, I don't know. I, I saw that. I just saw Jameis to the Saints, and I saw people slandering Jameis for that. And James was like, listen, I just – I could have – I think he turned on less or more money from Pittsburgh. He's like, I just wanted to go with Sean Payton. I want to learn from Drew Brees. And that's probably the smartest thing Jameis has ever done. Yeah, in I a, mean – In the history of him being a dumbass, that might have been the best thing for him. Well, if you – you know, not to say that Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis are – you know, anywhere close to like the same style of quarterback or, or player. But I mean, being able to come in in Drew Brees' absence, um, you know, definitely raised Teddy's, his stock and allowed him oh, to yeah. go get a starting job in Carolina. So maybe, you know, either Jameis does the same thing or Jameis, you know, gets into the system, buys in. And then if Drew Brees decides to take that, that sportscaster job, then maybe Jameis becomes the starting James quarterback right next year. There. And yeah, that, I mean, that's gotta be, Jameis has got a plan. Like I was, Jameis is a good quarterback. I mean, everyone gives him, everyone was roasting him for the 30 and 30 and I was right there with him. (laughs) I was throwing stones, 
But, yeah, Jameis is a good quarterback. This is a good, good choice for him. Uh, that also brings me to the odds-on betting favorite to land Cam Newton, the Patriots. New England Patriots. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cam, Cam on the Patriots, 13-3. and three. I think, um, I mean, obviously Bill Belichick is the master of, you know, do your job and putting people in position to do their job and not asking too much out of them. And I feel like um, he might have to try to rein in Cam because I think Cam is really fucking pissed off. And, you know, obviously he has outwardly stated that he has chips on his shoulder. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Hopefully that's not like chips in, in the bone of his shoulder. Since he, yeah, I was gonna say, hopefully they're not too heavy of chips. I would say everything, just never say shoulder again, Cam. Just never even bring it up. Yeah. Hopefully people forget that you barely have one. I think I think that's good. I think it's another good fit. I finally I can get my I can get off my Cam Newton soapbox. I hope he finds and, a, hope he finds a spot. I mean oh he he's gotta get picked up by somebody. I mean if he's you know, he, he's posting those videos, and I think I said it before, you know, he's in, he looks like he's in really, really good shape. But unfortunately, with all this coronavirus, social distancing crap, you can't get him into your facility to work him out and see him. And, but I'm, I think you know what you're getting with him. And if you gamble on the fact that he is somewhat healthy and, you know, get back to even like 80% of what he was, he's still better than a majority of the quarterbacks. Um, I'm just better than I'm Andy just, Dalton, I think. Yeah. No, I'm not even getting Andy Dalton. That man is. <laughs> That man is vanilla pudding to the core. But I'm just picturing Bill Belichick seeing how Cam Newton writes on Instagram and just being like, nope, I can't have that. That is everything. This That's just the exact opposite of what Bill Belichick wants. So hopefully Bill Belichick doesn't know what Instagram is and like he doesn't have a child explain it to him. And we can get Cam Newton in there. We can get – I don't want the Patriots to be good because I hate them. Uh, not actual Patriots, but the New England Patriots. I'm tired of them winning. I'm tired of Boston being good at shit. And but I want Cam to succeed, so it's a real catch twenty two. And I heard people saying that they're like, "Oh, well, maybe maybe Bill will just tank and then try to get Trevor Lawrence." And I'm like, "That sounds good in theory, but I just don't think." Like Bill is definitely smart enough to like mastermind that and put yeah. it together and make it seem like they were trying to win or you know like choreograph the game so they lose by like a field goal or an extra damn, point. We, damn, we lost by six again. But shocks. At the same time, I just don't feel like he would do that. I feel like he would um, do everything in his power to win and prove that they can win yeah. without Brady. But at this point in time, they have the biggest excuse to to lose. You know, yep. nobody, everybody's going to be like, well, Brady left, you know, they're trying to restructure. They're trying to rebuild, you know, and, and let's not like, let's not act like Tom Brady was like an important part of their team. Like here. I mean, obviously he's Tom Brady, but they were winning a lot of games, like 13 to 10, like Tom Brady wasn't hucking it and chucking it. He was, he was looking Peyton Manning ish towards the end. Yeah, and there's there's quite yeah, quite a bit of that the last last couple of Tom, years. Tom Brady's last pass as a Patriot, a pick six. Yeah. So, People don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Has <laughs> that ship sailed? I don't know. I just hope I get a chance to see it this year. Well, and it's I mean, don't get me wrong, Tom Brady is a once in a lifetime, 
you know, quarterback. I mean, he's, he's got the accolades. He's obviously, um, you know, well-deserving and being in the conversation for, you know, the, the greatest of all time and, and all this, but yeah, he definitely, um, it definitely didn't hurt him <laughs> being in a system like new England yeah. and having bill put people around him and they were able to get the most out of people that they didn't necessarily have to pay a fortune to granted yeah. Tom did take less, um, a lot, you know, he, he, you know, took less and obviously could have got a payday, but, you know, chose to, uh, allow the rest of the team to utilize that cap. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see, I really hope that we get football in some capacity this year. I, I I'm curious to see I, the Tampa Bay, uh, Gronk and Tom. And, oh, Gronk. Oh God. I, that's W that's WWE champion, Rob Gronkowski 24 seven champ. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for that. I, I think things are looking up. I'm seeing a lot more, a lot more sports talk. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more like the NBA is opening like practice facilities. They're talking about like what they're going to do for the playoffs. I think we're going to get like, you know, that dead period of sports, like after like, like it's where baseball is really only going on. And like, you like, it's like August and you're like, God damn it. Just, we're so close to football. I think we're going to get like a live summer of sports. And I think that's going to be fucking awesome. God, I hope so. Uh, I was, I'm, I, that's what the NFL draft did to me. Like I was even like, fuck, I'd take a baseball game right now. Like uh, just anything, like just get some sports on television. Like uh, I do another thing that they're going to do. Um, the, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods golf. Have you seen that? I I heard somebody teasing that. Is that legitimately going to happen? That's, a, that's official now. There's been, it's official. There's shit talk. Who's and the Who's the teams? I believe it's Tiger and Tiger and Bert, Tom Brady versus Phil and Peyton. And I know Tom Brady's good at golf. I guess Peyton Manning's good at golf from what I what I was reading. I am here for it. That uh, that Tiger Woods versus Phil on Thanksgiving they did a couple years ago, or like the day after Thanksgiving or something like that. That was fucking awesome. That was oh, hell yeah. I mean, that was, a lot of people like I'm not um, I'm not the biggest golf guy, but like Tiger and Phil. I mean, that's I mean, and John Daly. <laughs> I mean, I love John Daly, but like you know, some of those guys, it's just like a personality. Like even if they're not winning, or you know how Tiger was yeah. able to win the Masters or whatever, you know, and you know awesome. come back and you know do all that. Like there was more people tuning into just just for that specifically than than oh, all yeah. the other stuff. And I mean, obviously, you got your diehard golf fans and that they're they're hard into it. But I mean, people want to see Tiger and people want to see Phil. I mean, those are big personalities yeah those are like a pay-per-view or like a huge broadcast with that and then not uh, to mention to kind of spice it up a little bit and throw brady and Peyton in there i'll definitely watch this one is going to be for free on tnt i believe they're doing this one for free and yeah i consider myself like a fair like a probably a slightly above average golf fan i really do enjoy watching golf and i am so goddamn excited for that that is going to be huge but on that, like with the sports, they even just today they're gonna they're starting to open stuff up again. It's coming. It is coming, and I for one am rock hard about it. 
do you see um uh not to derail our sports talk but how uh gnome was got like a parade in front of the governor's mansion and stuff like (laughs) a bunch of the bunch of the hardcore uh republicans out there hooting and hollering yeah you can't making us stay at home is taking our freedoms it's like easy chief (laughs) like bring it down a notch no one wants stuff open more than me but there was a reason we were doing it and i'm complaining like i haven't like been outside like i've been working from home for 40 days or trapped in my house like i still go to work i still like go out in smaller groups and i'm still like i'm fucking over it <laughs> like i can't imagine having to be like actually one of those people like who was trapped well and stuff like, like that i i relate to that 100 percent. and even north dakota is on more of kind of a uh stricter lockdown than south dakota but like we really take it for granted in south dakota or at least i did that like we're still pretty much allowed like i was um, you know, going in to like pick up food and stuff. Like you're still allowed to just like walk in there. Like you don't have to be masked up, which Lily gave me one. Hopefully she's not listening. I wear it sometimes just to <laughs> yeah. try to fit in. I've also got handed a mask and I've given a gifted a mask by my sister. She's like, make sure you wear it. And I brought it into a grocery store one time just to be like, you know, I don't want to get bullied for my mask. And then I saw everyone else wearing masks and I was like, nerds and like look at you wearing a bandana wrapped around your face protecting people and finally the last time i went to the grocery store i was like all right i'll do it and as soon as i got outside i ripped that thing off like it was burning me like i don't want to wear a mask mine like i don't know where lily got them but she ordered them online and it like just tickles my nose so goddamn much that I just keep touching my face. Like, I don't know. It just bothers me. And then like I'm breathing into it and I'm so used to like when I'm working, I'll have safety glasses on. So, you're so like, stuff I, up. yeah, I just feel like when I was wearing it, I was just waiting for my eyeballs to fog up. Cause like yeah. I could feel the hot that's, air just shooting up to my that's face. Exactly. Yeah. And the breath coming out of me is just it's hot. <laughs> it's damp. Uh, like, yeah, I'm just burping all the time and it's trapped yeah, in my face. And it's just locked right in. And yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Oh, stuff's opening up again. I got a Snapchat from a friend of the podcast, Lance. Uh, he was at a bar like drinking and eating food. And I was immediately just like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like, I want that. And with, I'm not up to date on news. Uh, I kind of just follow what I like. And then someone will eventually tell me what's happening. And today when I was like, I saw the thing where she's like opening stuff back up. I legit had to ask people. I was like, does that mean like on Friday, everything's going to be open? And everyone had to like break it down. Like, no, not how that works at all. Like, (laughs) I was like, no. I'm just picturing my return to the bars as like, I'm going to walk in, smoke machines going. I'm wearing a trench coat. Like I'm spinning, I'm having the time of my life when realistically I know it's going to be like the same 40 people I see, (laughs) but I'm fucking excited. I think it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely more of just the idea of not being able to do things and actually like not being able to do them. It's more the idea than anything. It's just like, (laughs) you just feel like confined and 
you know, like we take a lot of shit for granted and, um, uh, I'll, I'll get into it here in a little bit, but I was going to talk a little bit about North Korea, but oh, hell yeah. like, I got, that written, for, I got that written down too. for, for people to, you know, throw a big fit about our, our freedoms being infringed upon and all that shit. People got to realize that guys, I mean, <laughs> It's cliche. It's not everybody, fuck, yeah, you know, it's cliche, and everybody says it, but we legitimately do live in the best country in the world. Yeah, like far and away. And yep, politics suck, and things. Some things are bad, some things are good, and everything that's going on, it's fucking awesome. We literally can do whatever we want. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, I can literally do whatever the fuck I want, and. Yeah, it did suck, but we're on the fucking back end of it, and I'm feeling energized. So, to segue into that, the whole Kim Jong-un deal, you know, there's all the speculation that he's on life support, or he's a vegetable, or he's already dead, And but, you know, North Korea being as secretive as they are, like, we're not going to know until they're ready to let us know, but... It sounds like um, intelligence within the U.S. government um, and other agencies are more or less saying that he is um, yeah. either dead to or... Ha- yeah. To which I have to say, R.I.P., you dumb bitch. I will take the bad seat against North Korea. Yeah, those Fuck guys. Him. I mean, the, the people of North Korea, I think, are, you know trapped in a bad situation but there are a lot of people following the kim regime or dynasty or whatever the fuck you want to call it and they are some terrible fucking people like i i did a little deep dive just just looking into (laughs) that um but yeah so the there was obviously the kim family was um was around before this but like kim il sung was like the first of the Kim family to like come to power. And uh, during uh, like post world war two, he, he was like the self appointed Supreme commander of the, which is just like, how the fuck do you Supreme Korean or Supreme leader? KPA. Yeah. Yeah, What the hell is that? Korean people's, Something, yeah, I should yeah. have wrote that down. Um, <laughs> but a lot, uh, a lot of half cooked facts, but we we got them though. But yeah, so like he pretty much was like the leader from like um, essentially 1948 to 1994, but he really kind of tapered off in like 1991, and then in 1994, Kim Jong Il came to power. But like to go back to Kim Il Sung, stay with me. Um, (laughs) um, you know, he, uh, started the Korean war by crossing the 38th parallel going down into American occupied South Korea, um, which I mean, as the United States of America, we are known for, uh, occupying areas in certain war times and trying to spread democracy and capitalism and stuff like that, which I believe is good, but have some fucking freedom. Yeah. And uh I guess old Kimmy, he um he was more about having uh not having Korea divided and becoming a giant Unif- communist Korea. Unified Korea. Unified. Yeah. And uh so yeah, he started the Korean War. Um 
which shout out Gramps. Um, I was gonna say, my grandpa was also in it. Nice. I will, I will stand on his shoulders and talk about Korea right now. Yeah, shit was not cool. Um. So then, so in 1994, Kim Il Sung passed away. Um. But like I said, his involvement as like a supreme commander of like a certain part was given to his son, Kim Jong-il. Kim, and then Kim, Kim, Kim Jong-il was a uh, supreme commander and in charge of uh, North Korea, essentially from 1994 to 2011 um, when he passed. And then, so at that time... Um, so Kim Jong-il had a younger half-brother, um, Kim Pyong-il. <laughs> and because uh, Kim Jong-il was the predecessor, he then gave um, the supreme commander position, was then just passed on to his son, Kim Jong-un, who is now potentially dying and on, and on life support or, and all that. Or dead. So... Or- <laughs> yeah. The, so the only was, good thing, the only good thing to come out of this whole Korean conflict has been Team America World Police just absolutely <laughs> roasting Kim Jong Un. That was hilarious. Uh, so, so there was early speculation that Kim Yo Jung, who is Kim Jong Un's youngest sister, yes. was going to rise to power, and she looks like a serial killer. And I'm pretty sure she was one of the ones involved with the assassination of Kim Jong-un and hers uh, uncle. Yeah. I believe. Yep. That, that's the one they killed with like aircraft, anti-aircraft guns or something like that. And she, they, po- they I think she poisoned somebody poisoned, too. Yeah, yeah. Like they couldn't figure out like how he died. And there was just all these rumors and all the rumors were like, Holy shit, this still happens. So I was under the impression that Kim Yo Jong or Kim Yo Jong, Jong, Jung, whatever. You guys get it. Um, <laughs> We're the, there. The, the youngest sibling of Kim Jong-un was, since she was like the closest confidant to Kim Jong-un and she was very much involved with all the bad shit that the Kim uh, dynasty and family were doing, that everybody assumed that she would just be his predecessor if um, the you know allegations of Kim Jong-un dying or being on life support was actually true. But now it's coming out that Kim Pyong-il the per, the younger brother of Kim Jong Il, who got passed over for Kim Jong Un, is now possibly going to be the predecessor just ready, because ready, ready to her, make his game of Game of Thrones style play. Yeah, because uh, because North Korea is still pretty backwards in the sense of having a woman come to power. So because they feel like the country would be more um, willing to get behind a male. Um, supreme commander than a female they think that uh that kim pyong il who is i mean i think he's like 80 now he's pretty old i think um <laughs> you you got me i honestly thought uh so who kim jong il is the one that's kind of brain dead maybe dead right now kim jong un so kim, kim jong il was kim jong un's father father okay so kim jong il is the one that's dead maybe not dead Maybe Kim brain dead. Kim, Kim who? Un. Kim Un. 
Kimmy on. Okay. I gotta, I gotta give him nicknames. Dude, cause... I have, I have these note cards in front of me because the names all fucking blend together. And I went down a deep dive of the tree. And it's like, could you not just like name one of them like Jack or Bill? Like, just Maybe make it just easy. Just toss like, yeah, first, second, third. Like, just toss some names at me. And... Well, it's confusing because like the surname being Kim is first in yeah. Korean. And so, then, but then they named all of the actual names, like two syllable names that are really fucking close to each other. So, and, uh, yeah. So Kimmy, I didn't know Kimmy, Kimmy on, I did not know. He's like 36 years old. I thought he was like 70. That's, that's no. what, like, that's what the huge deal was. We were just like, this guy literally in a place that has had famine and like no one gets enough food. He literally ate himself to death. And smoked himself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan of American fast food and American cigarettes and American cinema. Who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, the Golden Arches might have got him. Yeah, I was going to say Mick Team America. <laughs> Mick Don's was coming for that ass. Like, can uh, you imagine, like, you're a North Korean, like, spy in South Korea, and it's like, what's your job? It's like, I have to go to McDonald's and get... I had to buy forty dollars worth of McDonald's and smuggle it into North Korea, so Kimmy Young can just mash a double quarter pounder. We'll get him one Mac at a time. Can you imagine like being like a North Korean and like you get invited to like one of these fancy parties and like you've been starving your entire life and you get invited there and they're just having like a cheeseburger orgy? <laughs> I bet you were just like, "Holy shit, this shit is unbelievable." Yeah, like I, I went down like the deep dives and obviously I'm sure you've seen some of that shit too. Like a lot of people have like how they'll let in like film crews and stuff sometimes and they'll they'll let them in. But then they, they it's more or less like the Truman Show. Like they, yeah. they fabricate everything and they like stage everything and they script everything and they interview all these people and they're like, yeah, we love <laughs> We love Supreme Commander. He's so good. We're going to be Kim, the best country in the world. It's like, no, give me on number one. You have rolling blackouts all the time. Half your country doesn't have any electricity or running water. Like, it's terrible. Like, I am. <laughs> North Korea is like one of those things where I have fallen down so many Wikipedia rabbit holes and like vice documentaries and shit about that. Because it is truly unbelievable that in this day and age that shit happens. Or like when they do like satellite views of like area or like nighttime satellite views of like Asia and everywhere else is just glowing. And South Korea is like the most technologically advanced country in the world. And they're just glowing. And then just 40 miles away north, it is just pitch black. Yeah, like, they, were, they were saying that they like they called it like they have the least light pollution. And I'd be like, well, that's kind of a back, <laughs> yeah, backdoor a, way of saying that they don't have any fucking electricity. I have the least dandruff problems on my head. Well, you don't have any hair. It's like, well, you didn't have to say it that way. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah, like, why can't we just, why can't we push our own stuff? Yeah, sometimes but, stubbing my toe on the way to the pisser in the middle of the night and pissing all over the floor, I'm not polluting with the fucking light, okay? So think about it like that. I was going to say, God forbid you give me credit for one thing. But yeah, that was, I, North Korea is just crazy. It's like, it's if you did something wrong or you got caught defecting, like they put your whole family in uh, death camps, you know, death labor camps where they work you for 20 hours a day and then they don't feed you. And like that shit is crazy to me. 
Well, yeah, I, I looked up and of course, like North Korea is like the most secretive um, place. Like they don't let anything out. You know, they try to like keep everything on locks, but they were saying like the most conservative estimation of people that have died pretty much since like Kim Il-sung's been in power, like up until now is like anywhere between 700,000 people and like 3.6 million. And they said to probably put like a good mid value. They're saying it's probably at least 1.6 million. Yeah. And how in the fuck does that still go on? I don't know. And they were, they were also saying that, uh, conservatively they believe there's at least a hundred thousand people currently in like political um camps like and uh like we joke around about the gulag because it's a (laughs) fun place to go 1v1 in Warzone, but they legitimately have like a large network of gulags like that they fucking use (laughs) yeah to this day like that's fucking crazy like at some point that's got to be stepped in on like just like hey hey knock it off but they like they even talk about in like a lot of the documentaries they're just like even if like we just went in there and just assassinated Kimmy on you know or like his dad or something and like the whole north korean government fell apart like south korea couldn't handle like 27 million or something like that refugees basically being like hey thanks for doing that to the government uh, we still don't have any fucking food. Like, like South Korea literally would fall apart because of all the refugees. And it's like, well, shit, that's not good either. But we might got we had to rescue mission a whole fucking country. Well, and the weird thing is, is that so like even, and I don't understand where all the the foreign policy stuff sits currently, but like post World War II, during the Korean War, uh, China and uh the soviet union backed north korea during that time you know due to the communist ties and things so it's like i don't know how all that sits now but then does you know does china and and uh russia then step in again that's kind of that's that happens that's kind of the whole thing is that's kind of like why they say that no one's ever done anything to north korea because it's been bad for a while Oh yeah. Like it it was never good, but it's been worse. Like yeah, I think in the 90s is when they had their famine where like people just they just died cuz they didn't have food. And they were talking about how we don't do anything about it now it's because they're basically propped up by China. Like China need China needs them there. Or you know, China props up North Korea because we are in South Korea. And it's kind of like one of those like unspoken cold wars and not great. I mean, probably probably not a great situation to be in at all. But um, did, in your deep dives, did you like read about like the stories they like say about their grand supreme leaders, like how how he never how he's never went to the bathroom or anything like that, or like he the first time he played golf he had like seventeen hole in ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's tr- it's like I was watching. Um, I was watching like a little documentary and they have like statues and portraits of them all over the place. And they have like portraits hanging on the wall with like a fan blowing on it to keep it cool. (laughs) Like, I don't understand what the fuck that's about. Or like they have like these statues in the middle, like these town squares, like in Pyongyang or Pyongyang. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let me get that right. (laughs) Ping pong and ding dang. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah in like their like one of their town squares they have like the i believe it's like uh kim il song and kim jong il um standing there together like pointing at things and like <laughs> showing you know these big statues of them or whatever and like they have to get off their bikes like, and like they're they're required to stop and get off their bike walk their bike and turn and look and pay respect to these fucking statues like that's legitimately a law that they yeah, have to do i think i think it's required that every home has a picture of the grand supreme leader like in it and they like have to like pray to it or whatever like yeah. you know, like they have to like show their alms to it and, and they all just, have pins too they all have pins that they have to wear that yeah. uh have their faces on yeah. so the pin factory is popping yeah. <laughs> But the place that makes food, not so much. I uh, I saw too in this little snippet of the of this documentary that I was watching that uh, they started like a shoe uh, shoe factory in like one of the towns in uh, in North Korea, and they brought in like a bunch of them, like uh, well, American brands that are obviously not produced in America, a majority of them. <laughs> but they brought them in, and then they started one of their own lines of shoes that has three stripes on it, and they called it. Adi Bas, like they Hell replaced yeah. a D with a B. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I would Adidas, it was Adibus. Adibus. No, the, like, no, this is completely original. Yeah, we yeah, just it's, it's a D-bus. three stripes. <laughs> I was gonna say we thought four was too many, and two wasn't enough, but three—that's how you do it. And uh, Adibus came to Grand Grand Supreme Leader in a dream. <laughs> I just that that shit is unreal. I can't believe it's still going on. The fact that a whole nation is starving and their leader ate himself to death is just absolutely hysterical. Uh, I think I think Kim Kimmy Un's dad, Kim Jong Il. Yes. I believe he was uh, when he was alive, he was the number one importer of Hennessy in the world. That man loved cognac and loved <laughs> Hennessy just yeah I, I still blows my mind that like like dennis rodman would like go over there and was like kim jong-un's like best Boy. friend yeah and then that was and then somehow he was like our like on a like dennis rodman <laughs> an, a, an alien of sorts was like our like unappointed like ambassador to north yeah, korea it's essentially like, it's like dennis rodman who we all remember like wearing the wedding dress and being a tremendous rebounder for the Bulls was just like, that's our dude. That is our guy. It just, I mean, the world's a goddamn, that's a simulation. Like, you could not write that shit. Yeah. And that was, I actually had that. Have you been watching The Last Dance at all? I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to get too much into it because I actually haven't started it yet. I, I didn't, I wanted to see if you had seen it. Uh, I didn't want to get too far into it because of spoilers and stuff. But it's awesome. I mean, cannot recommend enough. But episode three was all about Dennis Rodman. And we're a little young to, like, remember Dennis. Like, we remember, we know Dennis Rodman is, like, the crazy hair. and Those rings, like, earrings. Yeah, and, like, crazy shit like that. And just being an all-around weirdo. The Dennis Rodman episode was fucking nuts. Like, banging Carmen Electra? Yeah, like, it was just crazy to watch. And yeah, it's just one of those things. There's a, there's one scene I just want to talk about where Dennis Rodman in like the middle of the season and like, is just like, listen, I'm going crazy. I got to need to get, the, like, I need to take a vacation. Like, I've been too good for too long. And he goes on a bender in Vegas for like 48 hours. 
and like the first scene of it is Dennis Rodman, literally, who is a six foot, I think he's six foot seven or six foot nine, just black man covered in tats, crazy hair. He's wearing a leather jacket, got a cracked Miller Lite in his hand, and goes and rides off on a motorcycle. It is fucking surreal to see. Like, absolutely, like, one of those things where you're like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, no fucking way. But, yeah, the fact that, like, you're watching that, and then years later, he's the unofficial ambassador to North Korea (laughs) is like, wow. But, yeah, I would would strongly recommend The Last Dance. That is something that I cannot – I'm a sucker for a good documentary. You know, uh, I'm all about I'm all about people teaching me things while I watch things. And Michael Jordan and like that Chicago Bulls team was we're too young to remember it, but there was some crazy shit happening back then. Yeah, well, we should definitely like recap that. I'll try to get caught up on it, start it, and yeah, I say I know I know like a couple people, including friends of the friends of the cast, Trevor Freed. Like he's waiting till it's all done because it's ten it's ten hours. He's waiting until it's all done so we can just like sit down and binge it. Uh, I don't have the patience for that. They've been doing two hours every Sunday. It's like I can sit down for two hours on a Sunday. Chances are I'm already sitting. <laughs> and and I can I can crush that out. Maybe um maybe uh we'll talk about it after the cast, but maybe um maybe we'll have Freed on to recap it since He's Since that's kind balls. of in his dojo yeah, a little bit too. Get his thoughts, maybe. We brought him on for the draft, which he said himself was like, Whoo-wee, we'll learn. <laughs> so yeah, we'll bring him on for something he knows about, and then we can go from there. But yeah, it's 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 awesome. Plus, you know, it is nice to have fucking sports on TV. Like even watching like old stuff is just like, all right, I need that. I needed that. But yeah, that was uh that was I do recommend that. We should definitely do that. Um, this weekend, I so we recorded on Thursday. Had to work on Friday. Saturday was kind of like a rainy, stormy day. We had our first thunderstorm of the year, which was pretty sick. I was uh, I was awoken from a from a nap by hail. Kind of kind of bizarre, but Sunday Sunday we had a little brunch. Spent a lot of time outside. Your boy got a nice third degree sunburn on his face and huge bald head. Yes. And, and like it's not like it's not like I went bald in like 15 minutes. I've been been going bald for a number of years. But I just like I'd put on sunscreen, but it was never something I was really worried about. So on Sunday, I threw on sunscreen maybe once. No, I de- definitely once, maybe twice. And we got done with brunch and I like stepped inside because we had, it was out, we had it outdoors. We played a little, uh, we played a little, you know, little yard games, had a couple mimosas and who boy, I could feel the heat coming off the dome. And if people don't realize because they've probably never been bald like yourself or myself, but getting a fucking sunburn on the top of your head, is the absolute fucking worst. It's, it's devastating. It and then it peels. It's like you have the worst dandruff of all time. That is that's currently what I'm that's what I was gonna talk about. It's currently peeling right now. Dude. I, and showering. I I oh my it's god. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Like I just I just today 
like I normally take like a pretty hot shower and then I switch to cold like at the end for like five minutes to like kind of bring myself down. Uh, on Sunday, I was like, oh, I like Sunday night. I was like, I got a shower. Like I got outdoors. I got sunscreen on me. Like I just got a shower. I didn't even think about it. And I like put my head underneath it. It's like someone hit me with a fucking hammer. Dude, it's bad. And then for the last couple of days, I've just been like, from chin on down, the hot water, as soon as I got to get underneath it, that water is Arctic. <laughs> and I'm, I am moisturizing. My, I just can't. I can't. It's peeling. I can't stop touching it. Hey, like, just chunks of skin are falling out. I, it, this is like the worst. This is a terrible thing to happen. Um, so I gotta be, I gotta start like carrying sunscreen in like a holster. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely either like SPF 50 minimum or a solid hat at solid all hat. times. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Cause you can't go, you can't go like, uh, it's gotta be solid. Cause if you did like snapback, snap like, yeah. you know, like bent, like bented in the back, <laughs> you, just get you, know? a, you just got a hemisphere, uh, a half circle <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Of your head. Like, <laughs> It's not going to be a good look. I didn't like, this is like the first time I've had my head fully shaved when like the sun has been out and I'm gonna, it's a quick learning curve. Um, I know I kind of sprung this on you, but I think we might have Adam available to talk about turkeys real quick. What do you think? Bring him on. All right, let's get him in here. I thought I saw that pop up and I just was like, I wasn't going to talk about it. I was going to bring him in, but I didn't want to like spring him on you without ramping him up. And you'd be like in the middle of your, uh, uh your head sunburn situation. Yeah, talking about a sunburn. And he's just like, what's up boys? <laughs> I'm stoked. I have so many questions. Let's see if he's in, he might've stepped away from the computer. I'm a hundred percent going to use this as a learning thing. And because I don't hunt, but everyone else here does. Oh boy, <laughs> Adam! Good to meet you. What's up, Welcome guys? To Welcome to the cast. Uh, <laughs> All right, it's, it's, it's Bart, actually. Please, Bart. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh damn it! Bart. I messed it up already. <laughs> Bart, where are you coming to us from, or can you say? Uh, Is it confidential? I am <laughs> Secret at the Bart. Holiday Inn in Wilmer, Minnesota. Nice. I was just in Wilmer today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was dropping off a big old pallet full of chemicals. <laughs> there were uh, doing some stuff for a sugar beet plant. I don't know what sugar beets are, but they sound cool. They make sugar. You get sugar out of cane, or you get sugar out of beets. Mostly. Well, fuck me. In my experience. As you say, look at me learning. <laughs> <laughs> so. Bart, we brought you on as our resident turkey hunting and turkey uh, aficionado. Um, are you when are you when are you heading back out? Uh, the weekend of May eighth, going to be going back out. Nice. Let me let me just get a couple of my dumb questions out of the way right away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> turkey vultures. Do they hunt turkeys? Why are they called uh, turkey vultures? Well, they look a lot like a turkey, especially when they're Not on the my ground. Experience, but they got uh, well, they got a, the bald head. They're dark colored. They're similar size. So I might be a turkey. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but guess. okay, shoe fits. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, 
that that gets me. Um, are turkeys assholes like geese? Uh, well, we used to. When I was uh, growing up in Herrick, South Dakota, we raised turkeys, and I can say for a fact, those turkeys were were definitely assholes. Turkey are asshole. All right, good, good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's basically all I needed for turkey knowledge. So, um, <laughs> do you do, do you do cool stuff like do you go like on like the morning of Thanksgiving? Do you go out and kill your own turkey? <laughs> I think the season cool. lines up, does it? Or no? Yeah. Like spring? Well, there is a fall turkey hunt. Yeah. yeah. So what? What's the okay? What's the season? So there's spring turkey hunting, and then there's fall turkey hunting. Yep. Yep. What's the South Dakota season on that? Just in case we have some uh, some listeners that that are are planning on following in your footsteps and being great white turkey hunters. <laughs> great. <laughs> Please, um, I'm so excited. I haven't. I haven't hunted turkeys in the fall for quite a few years, but uh, it was October. I remember that for sure. I don't remember if it went into November. The spring season started like April like 11th or something like that, and it goes clear until May 31st this year. So spring definitely lasts a while. All right. Um, What are we we hunting turkeys with? That's what I was going to ask. Uh, I have a shotgun. I do have uh, a guy that I took out a couple weekends ago. He has a shotgun and a bow. Uh, you used to be able to hunt turkeys with a rifle in South Dakota. Uh, Fuck, Jim was right. Jim, Jim <laughs> yeah, told me that he was pretty certain that he hunted one one time with a two twenty three, and I was like, I don't know if that's fucking yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, my, my brother used to do it, but there's so many people – like with turkey hunting, you don't have to wear orange, so you get full camo. And that was a my lot next guys, question. Yeah, um, a lot of guys will take like a turkey fan with them, like attach it to their belt or something, and take that with them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you get like a big gobbler, uh, he's getting territorial. You kind of whip that sucker out, and it just brings him in because they're looking for a fight. And, uh, Hell yeah! Turkeys are don't, a lot of don't want to catch a, a twenty-two <laughs> hollow point at that <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. I guess that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, if you got the fan and you're in full camo, looking like a turkey in yeah. a, in somebody's scope, uh, yeah, I imagine that could be bad. <laughs> yeah, I always kind of thought about that though. Like, if you got a scope, you should be able to see a lot better. Like, you're not, I don't know, you're not man. shooting for a fan, right? You're I don't know, man. Turkey in the head. This is slightly unrelated, but somewhat related. We once um, swapping some hunting stories, talking to our Iowa hunters. And um, I think we were actually at the bar in Reheights. And uh, not to slander the Minnesota pheasant hunters, but there was a group from Minnesota. And there we asked them, you know, how their hunt went or whatever. And back then the pheasant numbers were really, really up. And the one guy is like, oh, well, you know, we, we, we saw a few, you know, saw mostly some hens and uh, we saw some grouse and some partridge. And then we had a couple sound shots and uh, we're like, yeah. sound, sound shot. Sound what, shot. what the fuck is a sound shot? And they're like, oh, well, you know, like sometimes you hear stuff rustling in the bushes. So you just pop a couple shots in there. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, you do not do that, buddy. <laughs> Got a couple pheasants, a human. Yeah. Uh, got a shot of car that was driving by. 
That is. Um, so you don't have to wear orange. You can fold ghillie suit up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, turkeys can see color. So orange is not good for turkey hunting. Are you hardcore with the face paint? Do you face paint up? I don't face paint. I do have a like a full mask, mask? that I wear. Yep. That's you, fair. I would go straight Ray Lewis just <laughs> all down my face. I would go Lord of the Rings, turkey blood, handprint on the face. <laughs> <laughs> I want them I want them to know what they're dealing with. So for some reason in my stupid brain, I think Bart, I think you and I have already had this conversation, but I was I always thought that like turkeys couldn't fly, like chickens, you know how like chickens really can't fly. But um to, I'll let you speak on yeah. it, but it sounds like they do in fact fly. Oh yeah. So they they usually roost in trees. So it's to be nightfall they fly up into a tree they're away from predators at that point and they just go up there and sleep oh. and i mean they can they can fly pretty long ways um i think it was two years ago i was turkey hunting with some guys and we were at the river and it was kind of midday so we decided to go fishing and we're in a boat in the river and this turkey just comes buzzing clear across the river all the way, lands in a tree. Did you shoot it when it was in the air? That no. I, I did cast over there. I was trying to hook him out of the air. <laughs> is, it, is it like the opposite with pheasants? Like you're not supposed to shoot a turkey when it's in the air? You're only supposed to shoot when it's on the ground? Or is that not necessarily a rule? Uh, I don't know if that's a rule. Uh, my I know my dad has done it before. He shot him out of the air. I imagine if you're using a shotgun, that the the turkey in flight plays. But if you're hucking arrows, then probably not. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a badass. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is once again coming into this with zero knowledge. I'm picturing. Uh, I mean, wild turkeys are probably a lot leaner than their farm-raised cousins. Oh yeah. Like you're not because I'm also picturing like a 35-pound turkey taking off <laughs> like, this ain't a butterball it's fine yeah here, that's right? exactly <laughs> what I'm, I'm just picturing like a morbidly obese turkey being like gobble gobble <laughs> no they yeah the there's definitely not as much meat especially on the breast um i guess i never really noticed bee stings on the legs say, got a cups on a turkey over here <laughs> yeah. yep do they what do they like, do you eat them? Like, would I shoot a wild turkey and then prepare it with some sage and some thyme and <laughs> throw it in a pan and bake it in the oven for four yeah, hours? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, especially like if you get like one of the Jake's, like a younger male turkey, um, they're not nearly as tough as like a five year old Tom. Uh, I shot a pretty good one. I think must have been in the fall and uh i mean it had like a 19 inch beard like it was a, a pretty old turkey and that thing was like really tough we uh, did like a like a liquid smoke bath like left it in there for a couple of days i've taken and then cooked it before. up <laughs> <laughs> we we cooked it up and it was still really tough like we ended up canning the meat and it was can um, you can you do a year? I, I know what a beard is. Beard? I know what a beard is, but will you explain to my friends what a beard is? 
Yeah, and can you do a European mount on a beard? <laughs> uh, I've never seen a European mount. That oh, okay. would be interesting, I guess. Once, once again, uh, uh, I know what a European mount is, but my friends don't, so maybe you should explain it to them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pretty much just like shoulders up type of thing. Right. I mean, like right. the, the beard of a turkey is, you know, coming out of the chest. So like European mount would work okay. the best gotcha. for that maybe. Uh, the beard gotcha. is, um, I don't know. Like it's, a scrotum? It's kind of like hairs that come out of the chest. Yeah, scrotum. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I've, I always refer to when I'm showering, I'm going to go scrub the gobbler. So I just assume like the beard <laughs> is kind of like a hanging skin yeah. of some Are sort. The, is, is the beard and the red dangly part on a chicken? Are those related? Well, the beard, like I said, comes out of the chest. The, the yeah. um, turkeys do have, I think, call it a droop. The thing that comes like hanging over the nose, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I've Angle seen that. Part. Yeah, like quails. Um, I'm just saying birds now. <laughs> do do turkeys? I always read that, and maybe this is like cap, you know, like turkeys, like uh, they're like farm raised, like in captivity or like some large confinery. Um, but I always remember seeing stories of them, like when in the middle of a rainstorm, they would just stare up at the sky and open their mouths. Yep. Do wild turkeys do that? Yeah, well, they. I, I guess I don't always see them staring up into the sky, but when it rains, they do go out into the open. And the theory behind that is, um, you know, when it's raining, most animals take shelter under trees. Um, but, I, again, the theory is when they're under that foliage, um, the raindrops are making so much noise hitting the leaves that they can't hear predators coming. So then they just go out into the open because they can see like 270 degrees around them. So they just go out in the open and they're like, going to get to them. Like it's antelope. Like they they want to see their shit coming and then like think they can run away fast enough. Yeah. Uh, Turkey's the antelope of the bird community. Yeah. So like if, like if me, a novice in turkey hunting, if it started raining, I go out and kill a turkey in the rain. Can I do that? Yeah. Um, I, I remember, I think last year I went out, it was raining. My dad and I were driving around south of town. And I saw probably the biggest turkey I've ever seen in the wild. I just strutting out in the middle of this field. And if I would have been able to shoot him with a rifle, I kind of had him, but he's, you know, in the middle of this alfalfa field, there's a hundred yards of open alfalfa between him and any sort of cover. So he just saw you coming. Yeah, shotgun wasn't going to do it. Is it frowned upon to put the ninety mile an hour sneak on him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe it is. Oh, okay. No, oh, all right, all right. Let me jump. I just down. figured I'd ask. I mean, I wouldn't uh, be asking. I would personally do. GFP expert. <laughs> Um, do you have to use a uh, steel shot or can you just, can you use lead shot? Yeah, you can, you can use lead. I've got, uh, like I've got a Mossberg so I can shoot three and a half inch shells and mm -hmm. you got three and a half oh, inches of nice. lead nice. when that sucker goes off. Like you, you definitely feel it. I'm assuming that you use between steel and lead. So, so I'm assuming that there's, um, you know, shooting three and a halves, but then is there like, specific like turkey loads are you shooting like yep. triple bb i mean what are, what are we looking at here 
Yeah, they, they do make uh, special turkey loads. It's like the ones that I bought recently. Uh, they're, like I said, three and a half inch, and then they're five shot. So you get a lot more BBs in there. You know, four shot or B, you know, those bigger diameter BBs are going to have less of them. So your pattern is going to be, you know, you're, you're going to have less of a chance of hitting one. But right. yeah, like you're, if, yeah, when you're going down in your shot, your, your pattern is smaller, but could potentially go farther, but you're going to have to be more accurate where if you have a larger pattern, you're hoping Start that you blasting. hammer right. them, in my expert opinion. Yeah. And it, I mean, it only takes like one BB in the right spot and he's down. I've had, uh, go, I've had like go. a number of turkeys where I've shot and like ran up to pick them up and I don't even think I hit them. They just like lay down and you gotta find this, other means of finishing. This them segues very nicely <laughs> into my question. I consider, I always think of turkeys as dumb animals. Uh, would it be hypothetically possible if let's say you're full, you're full gillied up, you got that nice turkey scent on, they're walking up there. You're not in their 270 degree field of vision. Could you scare a turkey to death? I feel like that. I feel like that'd be possible. Good question. Maybe. Like, I'm not going to say it's not possible. I just feel like it, I feel like it'd be a valid hunting strategy. Like, oh, you're using a bow? Not me. I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream real loud and have it fall down. And I'm going to choke it till its light leaves its eyes. (laughs) I got a, I got a ton of turkey stories. Um, It must start with like the first time I ever shot a turkey. It was uh, kind of misting, like a real foggy, misty day. I guess probably 12 years old. I had like a Remington 20 gauge, you know, and uh, had my big rubber barn boots on and like just blue jeans and a blue sweatshirt. And my dad and I are driving around and we see these turkeys out in his cousin's field and they're right along the shelter belt. So he's like, well, just run along the shelter belt, cut in get around them and just pick a big one out in the fall you don't in the fall you don't necessarily have to shoot a male turkey you can shoot a hen because they're not calling and stuff so 12 year old me takes off i get down there i can hear them i mean it's like 300 yards from the road and i can hear them so i know i'm getting close sneak through the trees come around the hill and i see this one big turkey looking at me so i just pull up and blast him right knock him over he knew at time is his time at home (laughs) yeah so i knock him over the rest of them take off i go running up there and i'm looking at him he's not dead he's laying on the ground looking up at me alive as could be i'm like oh my gosh like this thing he looks like he's in pain I can see it in his eyes and I just feel terrible. So I'm like, Oh, what do I do? So I run up and I'm like, well, I just, I guess I'll just do this. And I just lift my foot up and I stomp him right, right in the head. Not the and way I, I would like to go out, but valid. <laughs> I don't know. I, I panicked. 12 on me. Should you shot, right? <laughs> stomp his head. I look, he's still alive. He's still looking at me, even more like scared death in his eyes, looking at me. And I just freak out. I just start like stomping on his head. 
just driving his head further and further into the mud. And I'm like, what am I doing? Take the butt of my gun, hit him in the head. I'm like, this isn't working either. I just finally loaded another shell and shot him. So you stomped on him, then executed him. Yeah, it was terrible. Sorry, right, PETA. So I don't think we have any PETA. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Fine. <laughs> I haul him all the way back to the pickup, just feeling like shit. Throw him in the back, open up the door to the pickup. My dad goes, "Why didn't you just shoot him?" It's like I don't know. I've never done this before. Where were you three minutes ago, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the pickup where it's warm. Yeah, yeah that is the first one I ever shot. Yeah, so, that's, hey, that's, yeah, you got the job done. Uh, yeah, uh, I did. You, I'm just, I'm basing this just off the Zoom call. I'm picturing 12 year old you weighing a light 75 pounds. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah. So you were putting a lot. You were putting the full weight into that, and that turkey was just like bud. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> just flopping around, wishing he was dead. Yeah. Oh. That turkey, so, that turkey, that turkey wanted to die, and you were just like, yeah. "I'll make it quick." Nope. Yeah. Well, then more humane just to slit his throat. <laughs> just, so, just, pull, just a Rambo style knife. Like, right, yeah. let's, let's finish this. Another time, went out to uh, like we used to have a lot of turkeys in Gregory County. Uh, I'd get a, a fall tag. And people would call our house and ask me to come out and shoot one out there because they just wanted to get rid of them. So this one particular family, um, the they had like 400 turkeys on their land. And they'd come in and they'd scare all the cattle out of the feed bunks and then just eat all the feed out of the feed bunks. Yeah. So, Good for yeah. Again, turkeys are assholes, right? Yeah. Welcome. So I go out there and he's like, just sit here. There'll be a group of hands that comes through and then there'll be a group of gobblers that'll come through. Just pick out a big one, let them have it. So I'm sitting on the side of the road and sure enough, the hands pass by. This next big group of about a hundred Toms and Jake's comes passing through. Holy shit. Pick one out. Yeah. A lot of turkeys. (laughs) Yeah. I pick one out and shoot. And he goes down. So for some reason, I decided to just set my gun down, walk across the road, cross the ditch. This, this was their private driveway. I guess I shouldn't say a road. It wasn't like a, just <laughs> yeah, like shooting across a highway, highway or something. It was no big deal. Right by yeah. I-90. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it was shaped like a so, semi. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> set my gun down and walk over there. And he gets up and runs. And I'm like, I I didn't turn around and get my gun. I just take off chasing after him. (laughs) And we're running through these, this thick grove of trees and, you know, passing around trees and round bushes. And um, there's this big log that's kind of tipped over and there's an opening at the bottom and he runs underneath of it. And I just kind of like vault over this stump very athletic kind of come like the other he was looking left right he was looking left i come around from the right i can see he's not looking at me and just in one motion hop over this log grab this stick that's sticking up right there and just whack smack him across the head to finish him off 
That was that's some that's some end of game shit or like <laughs> world's deadliest game. Like Sparta. you just like, yeah, we got down to the nitty gritty and it was him or me, and <laughs> I got him. Yeah, so you bludgeoned him to death. So it seems like my scare him to death tactic kind of might work. Right. Yeah, plausible. Not gonna say it wouldn't work. So I haul that turkey back, right? Pick up my gun, go walk into the pickup. My dad goes, "Why didn't you just take your gun with you?" Well, I don't once know, again, Dad. Man, a day late, a dollar short with your advice. <laughs> Well, well, you kill. I, I'm assuming that turkey tasted the sweetest. Yeah. Something, something you did with your hands. That's right. Earned that one. Yeah, you and nature, and you won. Yeah. Ah, that is. Well, learn a lot about how. What, what's the top speed of a turkey? What are we talking here? Boy, I don't know. Um, I know. Last year, I saw one booking across a field. And like I laughed, it was comical how fast his legs were going just booking across that field. I don't know how fast he was, but like they they're quick. That's all. That's how I run too. <laughs> Not fast, but those legs are turning. <laughs> huh? I and also, if you would have asked me, turkeys were solitary creatures. Like oh, no. I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize they moved in herds. Yeah, oh, yeah. what do you call a group yeah. of turkeys? A turknado, I, I believe. Like a murder of turkeys? <laughs> a murder. <Yeah. laughs> well, that was very insightful, Bart. Um, I don't know. You got any more questions, Tyler? Uh, let's just go while we got you on. Let's just do uh, one more quick question. Rank your top three pizza places. Like I'm talking delivery. Toss them out there. Put you on the spot. You got to go right. You got to go right off the top of the dome. Top, top three. Uh, I'm going to say thousand degrees. All right. Uh, Brookings. Yep. Big fan of that. Shout out. Uh, yep. There is a little place in Redwood Falls, Minnesota called Morgan's Pizza and Deli. Definitely got to be on the top three. That was delicious. free ads. No oh, free ads. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to say, one time I was in Chicago and had no free ads, but I think it's called Giordano's Pizza, Chicago-style pizza. You can buy that on the internet now. Gold Belly has free ads. Yeah, you can. Oh, man. Yep. They ship it to you in dry ice. Dude, I've been looking at that hard because it shows up. Like (laughs) My phone just knows I'm a fat ass. So, yeah, yeah, that Gold Belly or whatever. Gold Belly, no free ads. I didn't want to say it, but... (laughs) But yeah, they, they, they get one. I uh, a little, I don't know. People will probably fat shame me for this, but like, I I sat there and scrolled through like <laughs> online shopping, just looking at all the pizzas that I could buy for a while, and then uh, did that yeah, before four I hours. Even, no big deal. Even you just window shopping pizzas online, and then just didn't buy anything. Yeah, I I hate that I did that too. I was like, <laughs> God damn! Like, look at the size of this pizza. I was going to buy some, but unfortunately, um, our kitchen hiatus, we still don't have an oven, so can't really cook a deep dish um, without some sort of a pan. I didn't think it would work very well in the pizzazz, but... <laughs> you don't know that. That's What's your top three? Grill? 
I actually like that. I don't really have one. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to go scumbag right off the bat and go uh, Papa John's. Papa John's be my third. Got to get that uh, garlic sauce, though. Yeah, I was say the garlic sauce played a – that's honestly why I saw it, like thought of that question because I saw like an ad for Papa John's and I saw them slathering that in like the garlic butter. I was like, yep, yep, big fan. Uh, there was a place in Madison and it's no longer existing. It's called, used to be called Skipper's. Uh, that's going to be my hard number two. They had really thin crust, but it was just like a bunch of toppings and cheese. Big fan of that combo. And there was a place in Wisconsin Dells called Pizza Pub that uh, we were, I was driving back with like my mom, my sister, and my aunt from New York. And I was like a 12 year old boy. So a lot of estrogen in the car. I'm getting, I'm hitting deep puberty already. A lot of confusion, but we stopped in Wisconsin Dells for like, a, like two days. And we ate there the first night. And it was one of those things where I ate until I was actually sick. And it was so good. We got some to go the next day for our drive. And I just sat in the, I just sat in the backseat, just house and pizza. So I'm sure they loved that. Cause I just, all that dairy just cutting right through me. My body was changing. Uh, so I wasn't pleasant to be around. And I still, that was like the, that was the number one of that trip. Whew. Did I look, did I look up pizza pub on gold belly to see if I could get it? Sure did. <laughs> Cause they could have, they could have named any price and I would have paid it. Let's hear yours chief. Well, I'll, I'll pander a little bit to the Midwest community and say Casey's, breakfast pizza but only if you go bacon if you get if if some psychopath comes into your house and tries to bring you casey's breakfast pizza that's sausage you just open that pizza box up slap them in the face with it and send them out look no further feller you found me because sausage casey's Uh. breakfast pizza is Fucking three times no fuck no No. i'm gonna cut i'm gonna just no fucking way bacon is way better yeah you're wrong you're wrong but yeah it's your list not mine but you're wrong yeah um so yeah number uh i don't don't know if i really have like a a ranking specifically but yeah casey's breakfast pizza bacon um and then i would say bosses um i don't know is is bosses still oh it's still brookings i know bosses Uh, not brookings not brookings no I'm yeah, so it used to be used to have one in, in Brookings, uh, Boss's Pizza and Chicken, and they got one in Sioux Falls. But yeah, you get a, and the best thing about Boss's was they would deliver at like three a.m. Like oh, yeah, see that it didn't matter. Like you'd go out and close down a bar, and you're like just needed some pizza. You get a Meat Lovers Boss's at three a.m. It just yeah. just fucking hit different. I would I would blame at least twenty pounds of weight gain on me coming home, sauce from the bars in Sioux Falls, and just hammering a full pepperoni pizza from bosses it's fucking good and they cut it in like little squares, squares. instead of like re- regular like uh your eight slice pie regular pizza yeah. pie yeah really good um shit if i had to go on number three um i guess for anybody that lives in sioux falls um tomaselli's is pretty good like yeah. i think tomaselli's is probably the closest that we have to like uh somewhat legitimate italian style you Mama know me, traditional yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah that's that's those are all valid uh good answers for me just bringing that question on 
So, I, I, mean, I am a big, big pizza guy. I uh, have a freezer dedicated to frozen pizzas here um, with no more than three feet away from the pizzazz. So <laughs> I, big, I could eat pizza one, every single day in my life and I wouldn't get sick One-stop shopping. Uh, are, you guys, are you guys ranch on, like dipping your pizza in ranch? You guys do that? Yeah. Sometimes. I just say, if it's, sometimes if it I needs do it, it, sometimes I don't. I'm usually just all natural. Yeah. I'd say, see, I think Jack's pizza goes better with like a little, little sriracha ranch, get a little bit of the heat. But uh, yeah, if I'm like, I'm not dipping a normal pizza in ranch. This is probably a little bit hard for Bart to weigh in on because it's kind of tough to talk about. But uh, Bart yeah. uh, found out that he was like somewhat lactose intolerant or uh, had a little yeah. adverse reaction my life. to the situation. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you ever just do that thing where you're like, "Fuck it, I'll just eat this and get diarrhea. I'll figure it yeah, out." Yeah. If, gonna, if I got like a three day weekend, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I get you're a full plan day. Plan this down. meal out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Memorial Day weekend. Bart's just got like a pile of pizza, just a bunch yeah. of just a bunch of ice cream. He's like, yeah. "Listen, it's my weekend." With, with the current toilet paper shortage, I can't have been uh, <laughs> not doing that. Yeah, that's just that's just smart play. But as soon as as soon as that toilet paper comes back, I'm gonna need you just to hammer just a full pizza. And report back with your findings. Dude, I feel like guilty about being lactose intolerant now. Cause like my grandparents had a dairy farm and like growing up my absolute favorite thing was going out to the barn. My grandma had her favorite cow. I'd wait for that cow to come in and like just fill up a cup of milk. Oh. straight out of the cow and just drink oh. it right there on the spot oh my gosh oh so god is, is it still warm oh yeah oh oh a so couple good. teat hairs out of there <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah skim the top off and oh damn you that's what did it it. that's what did it you gotta pasteurize <laughs> that you gotta pasteurize yeah. that and make it icy cold and i will bathe in one percent milk but straight <laughs> straight from the teat you're hitting straight utter hard pass. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Miss oh. it. It's like the most South Dakota thing to say. Yeah. I'd go <laughs> out drink there. it straight from the teeth. Yeah. Go out fresh to the gravy fountain and <laughs> scoop myself a cup of gravy straight from the land. Oh, that's tough. So I, I'm probably a little bit lactose intolerant, uh, but it's one of those things where it doesn't affect me enough to bother me. Uh, is butter dairy? Yeah, I've been noticing that's kind of affecting me. I've been getting the, I can't believe it's, oh, can't say that. No free ads. Yeah, no I've been free getting ads. something else. <laughs> I was just saying, I mean, it's like butter, but I really can't believe it's not. Uh, <laughs> we'll just flirt around with it. Not, not to go back to the milk thing, but um, do you know what that movie is? Or no, maybe that's just, uh, no, I'm thinking of Kingpin. I, I was thinking of, uh, I got two movies crossed up in my in my head. The one where like Tim Allen is like undercover and like a witness protection. They go live on like this Amish community. I got that crossed yeah. up. Whatever that name oh. that movie. I got that crossed. up. I know up exactly what you're talking about. I couldn't name that movie if you paid. Yeah. It. But the the scene in uh, Kingpin where Woody Harrelson <laughs> is like going out there and he thinks he's getting a cup of yeah. cup of milk or whatever he's got in his mustache and they're like, "What was he doing to our bull?" Bull. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird because we've been Kingpin has been brought up a lot in the last like two weeks, Great. and 
great movie. And just that part where it's just like months in, la, 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 that part <laughs> haunts me. But yeah, no, solid podcast, boys. Uh, we'll we'll never talk about this cup of warm milk thing again. Uh, we'll <laughs> cross over that. I do have one more turkey hunting thing. You got time? Hit me with Lay it. Lay it on us. So yeah, everybody thinks turkeys are dumb, right? That kind of came up. Yes. Uh, so I just want to get out in front of this turkey community. I do not think you're dumb. I know you're listening. No, no. Turkeys <laughs> are on. dumb. Tur- turkey community, smart. Turkeys, yeah. dumb. So the, the spring turkey hunting, you know, that's when you go out and you call them in. And everybody thinks, you know, oh, that's, that's easy. You go out, you, you know, if you've got like a box call, I just kind of, you know, scratch the pad a couple times or something. And Ooh, that was one of my questions. Do, do you use the, the box where you just yeah, put the wood together? Or do you use like the mouth ones where you like stick the little diaphragm in your mouth? So I, got, I have three different calls. On, um, I have two box calls. That's the one, or, yeah, it's just like a little box with a paddle on it, and you just make the hen noise that way. What about like the, just a circle with the stick? Yep, yep, so that's a slate. Well, they've got, that's pretty good. Uh, well, we got, we got a couple times over here. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, the turkeys are coming. <laughs> yeah, we should record that. I'll go play that. Um, uh, I impress out. myself sometimes. That was for me. That was just for me. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, we call those like a pot and a peg is what a lot of guys, especially down south, that's what they call them. Solid man. Uh, they'll make like those little <laughs> circles name. out of slate or mm. copper or glass or like a ceramic. Uh, and yeah, you just scratch it. Uh, trick is you got to do little circles to get that right noise. Gotcha. I, think I'd be, I think I'd be a copper pot and peg guy. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck uh, out of here. I like the look. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun. They're they're. They're tough to master, but they, they're pretty versatile. Um, and then I've got a, um, a, it's called like a push-pull call. Yeah, I so got it's like a little. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some videos online. Yeah. It had some things that resembled. Certain... There was some pushing. Go on. There was some pulling. <laughs> um, so that's like uh, just like a couple little chunks of wood inside of like a can and it just kind of sque- screeches that way uh, it's kind of foolproof it's kind of beginner um, but they're I mean they're they work I don't know why I wouldn't do that I do have uh, a handful of diaphragm calls so the little mouth calls that you put in um, I don't I haven't used those too much because I usually go hiking around in the river hills and I get winded and, and trying to use that just doesn't work too well yeah. So like you, inhale, you, you inhale too hard to breathe it in. <laughs> you forget yeah. to clean those and put them back in the, in the little case and you don't touch them for a while. They get a little gross. We, we used oh, to, uh, yeah. not to, not to interrupt your story, but when uh, I used to work at Cabela's, no free ads, um, <laughs> we, it was just a thing. You know, you're just trying to fit in and be part of the cool crew that worked there. And everybody in all the departments would just have those diaphragm calls. And shout out my buddy Jeb. He was probably the best caller that we had. And so, like, I was just trying to fit in. So, obviously, Jeb would, like, start calling, like, over to, like, the people in optics. And then you hear somebody, like, start calling in from, like, the bargain cave. And they're just – it was it's pretty stupid. But it was – you had to had to be part of the turkey gang to really appreciate it. But we used to we used to hammer the old diaphragms. They used to be pretty good. And that's why. <laughs> All right. Keep going. I got no turkey stories. 
uh, let's see. So yeah, you, you, people think you just call them in, um, in nature, uh, that's not actually how it works in nature. Um, a hen will call, uh, a Tom will gobble and then she knows where he is and she goes to him. Nice. So, yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> When you're spring turkey hunting, like all these turkey hunters, they're trying to basically get him to go against against nature and to call him in. So that's the that's the the trick of it all is you got to somehow change his mind. You got to sound like a hen, change his mind, and get him to come to you. I think that's what makes it you know more satisfying. Once you can actually do that, you've done this. You know you. You spoke this wild animal's language. You got them to come in and you, you got them. So like in this instance, the call that you're doing is actually replicating the hens sound, right? Because yep. like, yeah. I know like sometimes like, uh, you tr- like calling different animals, like you rattle the horns to like calling another buck, think that there's right. a fight and the big buck's going to come in and fight them where you, you're hunting elk and you mm-hmm. bugle or something like that where the turkeys that call is actually the for the female sound to entice the tom to come to you right and there are um like they do make a like gobbler calls i guess mm. uh, you just kind of shake it and it sounds like a gobble um you can do that uh or on the especially like on a slate call you know the little circle little disc thing mm-hmm. yeah um, Copper, yeah. copper. Yeah. If you do like a bigger circle, and you kind of have like a, I know it's almost like there's a bottom end to the call, like it, rawr, rawr, rawr. you kind of get that lower, one more, more drawn out. Yeah, okay, what was that? Assholes. So you can do that, and it'll um, you can kind of challenge a gobbler sometimes. Like if if he's um, if he, like if you got a big tom that's henned up, right? He's got nice. three or four hens with him. Mm. His brood. Um, yeah. Respect. Respect it. Yeah. If he's got three or four hens with him and he's like 100 yards away and he tried doing that, he'll just take his hens and leave or he won't come over there. He's, he's like, I got what I want. I'm not going to go. I'm looking for a fight or anything. He's happy. Just going to chill out. Never give up on a sure thing. Yeah. (laughs) Why take the three pointer and you got the layup? (laughs) Uh, Uh, But you you can challenge them if if you get close enough and you do like one of those like a a a Jake Yelp or something or a gobble, you can kind of challenge them and they'll come in at that point. Well, it's very insightful, Bart, the resident turkey aficionado. Turkey expert of TNC, the premix. That and is. I mean, uh, you know, there's always been the uh, East East River, West River um, fight, but Bart's bringing me around on West River people not being so bad. Yeah, I guess Jeb, Jeb and Jeb and Colin a little bit too. Shout out. Yeah, I said I'll give you guys aren't bad. You guys aren't bad individually, but get you guys together in a group. Oof. <laughs> Not not my cup of tea. I think my call that would like bring a Tyler in is you just be like, last call, last call. And I'd be like, <laughs> and then you just shoot me in the face. 
do not stomp on my head. It will not work. <laughs> you will turn an ankle. But I think that's it, boys. All righty. Turkey Talk episode 11, Epi 11. She's in the books. Thanks for uh, stopping yeah. by, Bart. Bart, we'll, Bart, thanks for coming absolutely. on. We'll have to bring you back on uh, some other time for maybe some other insightful uh, discussions. I was happy I was to do have, so. Be, uh, be safe we're, we're, in uh, Wilmer. Wilmer. Yep. 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 All righty. All right. You boys have a, have a splendid – today's Tuesday. I uh, thought it was Wednesday all day. I'm not smart. <laughs> but today is Tuesday. Episode eleven's in the books. Let's have a pay, let's have a cast. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. See you, boys. XOXO. Yeah. Hugs and kisses, all my cats and kittens. Bye. See ya.